you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything, I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out. If it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad. Following you since going back to 2016, when you posted up the 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 the, the picture of your daughter in the buying the vending machine. Right, right, right. And it's been basically a classic meme. You see it everywhere nowadays. You see it everywhere. <laughs> so it, it, it's a pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you. But how's everything? How's how's the family doing? It's good, man. My daughter on her way now. I'm actually uh, in my shop now. She ready to come over. Uh, everything's going great, man. Just trying to, you know, get her, get her together. Get her I, I feel you, man. And then also, I love that uh, Father gift, uh, uh, Father's Day gift uh, card she got you. That was that was that was pretty <laughs> funny. Can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, she um bought me a card saying that you know I thank you for teaching me about the valuable lessons of money, and then inside of it, it says I would have bought you a sports card, but. That wasn't the most financially responsible thing, so I just got you a card. <laughs> so it, it kind of backfired on me, man. <laughs> but that's one of the great lessons of becoming wealthy is that you got to be a little frugal. So yeah, <laughs> you got to be a little bit. Got <laughs> it worked out for. She got her own money now, so like nice. You know. <laughs> so let's let's go back to let's go back to that uh, that time a little bit. Why did you want it? Why did you, instead of buying her toys and stuff for Christmas, why did you want it to buy her a vending machine? Um, you know, I wanted, because vending, because I've been doing vending for a while, and uh, that was pretty much my start in, you know, actually applying, you know, businesses and things of that nature and applying the lessons of business. That was my start. And I knew that that was something that I could actually start with my daughter. So, as I gained, you know, as I started growing with it, I was like, okay, I'm in a position where I can actually uh, give her a vending machine uh, because we don't learn through PowerPoints and things of that nature. We learn through application of actually doing. You know, right. as, she, as she grow up and she get to figure, I want to make her mistakes. Like, I, I bought shoes, I did this. But now I know that I can start putting this money in different places and growing it. Because it's like sports, though. We all learn through bumping our heads and learn, okay, like, that didn't work yep. last time, so how do we do this now? So that's pretty much what I, I want her to learn the application. She actually is coming in now. Give me a second. Let me let her in. Right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
didn't win. I wasn't there. She actually just walked in. She's going to say hi, but I don't think she wants to. Okay. <laughs> She's like interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to be. Hey, how you doing? She's like, okay. I can see she burned out. She's like, can I just chill, watch some TV, listen to music? I, you know, I don't want to see people right now. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, finish what you were saying. Make sure your mom don't leave yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I did it at just, you know, so she can apply. That's all. Just apply and learn from that experience of just applying and learning on the go. No, I feel you, man. But where did you learn that from? Because I believe in that uh, quote that before you can be a, a mentor, you have to be a protege. So yeah. who, who schooled you to the game? Um, Honestly, to be completely honest, the streets. <laughs> Just going up out here, just, you know what I mean? Um, just trying something different. I knew that that wouldn't work because that leads to prison time. But it's the same hustle. It's just a different product. So I just wanted to create money and not work for nobody. So that's what kind of led me to entrepreneurship in general. That's just my natural who I am. I studied Malcolm X and I studied great leaders of the past. And it was like, yo, I don't, I don't want to work for nobody. It's not like my natural personality in general. Right. So um, just knowing that and knowing that ownership was important, I had to find something that was small enough that I can do now. Because, you know, like with real estate, a lot of bigger things is um, you have to build that up to get there. But I, right. know, for, I know, for instance, like um, like with the Pepsi, it's like I can buy that today and sell it today. Right. So it was just like, just get out there and get, and get motivated and get going. No, I feel you, man. But the key thing, too, is, you know, about being a black father is all about changing the narrative. Yeah. The entrepreneur, which you're, being an entrepreneur and, you know, understanding how understanding the meaning of wealth and legacy right. and what you're doing. So tell me about what you're doing, how that impact changing the narrative when it comes to black fathers. Yeah. Um, you know what, though? And I'll be honest with you. I didn't set out to do that though you know what i mean like i didn't know it would have that type of impact on the community and people in general about you know um starting my door on that pathway but it's something that was on my heart you know what i mean so i, I guess when you take the necessary steps um in life in general it rewards you later you know what i mean but right. um but wealth is everything like like right now i'm in my my first storefront as far as like um I fix phones now. That was just a stepping stone, something that I could pass down to my daughter. Like now, like um, she's she's actually eleven, but she can work in the storefront. She can have her own store ever without going to college. I'm not saying she can't go to college, but I want to college. She already has two ways to make money without ever even talking to white people or talking to people in general about anything else. So, like, you can create wealth in your own community. You can have people that go to school and work for you. Like, we don't need to, like, the world is changing so much. So much is in technology. You can take a course. I make more money off of fixing phones and vending machines than I ever did in college of what I studied. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm in debt yeah. for that. So, like, I just those lessons are so important because it's not just about um, what we own, but, like, the people we're hiring as well. Like, I can see we can hire black folks and people in general. We can take care of We don't need nobody for nothing else. So yeah, that was the black wealth, um, and it's a lesson. It's still 
she she's eleven now and like compound interest grows like at twenty one, like let's see what her money looks like, man. I want her to learn though. You gonna she gonna bump her head. You gonna put some money in things that don't make sense and so yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and the and the, and the, and the beautiful thing about it is that she's eleven and she's far in the uh in the game when it comes to financial literacy than a lot of her uh counterparts. So have you ever right. thought about if implementing like a financial literacy for kids? Have you kind of thought about doing something like that uh -huh. that you can share? Yeah, um I'm glad you said that because that was my whole um I got a program called Next Uplifted and that whole thing is about uh educating the younger generation. They already have that hustle mentality already inside of them, but where we come from tells them to do it with illegal things. So it's just about showing them from an early age. And see, yes, that's my whole goal. I'm done with adults. Adults <laughs> 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 are hard headed, man. Like, I, I want to teach. That's what I want to do. I want to show kids pretty much how, how they can do this thing. So, yeah, um, I'm, I was going to launch a program this summer, a whole curriculum of one financial literacy and um, basic lessons and applications for kids, COVID hit and a couple of things. So I'm actually am going to be teaching this summer, but not in the way that I want to. So I'm just trying to build it up and do it right. But because listen, no, but nobody else is going to do it. We got to do it. Like our, us I, as dads, us as black dads. I know you big on that, man. So like, it's it's, it's on us. Nobody else is coming to save us. We gotta take. We can't be waiting for people to give us anything. We just gotta move. And I, I totally agree with that, too. And I think the most important thing is that you see these protests going on right now. You see us fighting for uh, equality, but we're not fighting for e equity. And I, I yeah. think that kind of kind of the historic baggage that we've dealt with over over time. So mm -hmm. I know you're not dealing with the old heads anymore because they're stuck into <laughs> their ways. So right. what do you say to kids when you explain to them, like when they're, protesting in the street yes you want equal rights you want you want you want um justice for um when it comes to um you know dealing with the police but can, can you talk about the equity aspect of it learning about you know how money plays a big role because a lot of things that's changing now it is it has to do with the protest but it's the fear of losing money that the big companies are afraid of losing. So can you kind of talk about how money plays a big role in that? Yeah. Um, if you look at a lot of companies now, like Nike and like um, most of these big corporations are making quick statements on that Black Lives Matter to them because they understand that uh, from a consumer perspective, we support them a lot. We, you know, our money means a lot to them without us, like, Black people controls what's cool. If we say right. Nike's not cool no more or whatever's not cool no more, it goes away. You know what I mean? Like, we, we control what's cool. And that, we have to learn how to leverage that. You know what I mean? Into into what you call equity. Like, I mean, in general, because that, that's what it's all about. Um, it is fight. You got to understand, oh, like, I, I chose to fight on the grounds of black ownership. But there are other fights on, you know, like, politics and running the show and having good people in position to, that's for us. But like you have to choose. We can't do everything. I, I learned it the hard way. We can't try to be food, the politicians, the person that do 
uh, economic. We have to choose something that we are uh, expert in and double down on that and then align ourselves with other people that want to, you know, exist in that space as well and build some type of coalition or something together because you, you can't double down on everything. That's the hard part. You just got to work with people and take your ego out of it. If somebody's better at it than you, then, then let them exist in that space. You know what I mean? So, like, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing that you're speaking about, we we got to know that they need us and we have to control it. We can do partnerships with Nike and stuff like that, but understand that, no, nothing comes at, nothing's as free. Like, we own in everything. Right? And I agree with that because, again, it goes back to who sits on the boardroom, who makes those decisions. And it's not us making those decisions. Is you know, our dollars are right. important, but it's those people that's in the office that's making those decisions. And, you know, it's important, it's important that we have diversity, but inclusion is important. And the way that we can be included is with our dollars. And I think that's the, the solution to a lot of that, the problems right now. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it's a big solution. And we got to understand that, like, when he, when, he, when he set out to gentrify black communities and, and uh, set plans up for our communities, they be having 20-year plans, 50-year plans, 10-year plans, 5-year plans. So we have to stop trying to change things overnight. If something don't work for us within the first year or two, we get frustrated, or even six months. Like, my daughter is 11. By the time she's 20, they got a plan in 10 years. So, like, we got to set our kids up in position and, like, understand what gentrification is, what redlining is, what tactics they use to gentrify our communities so we can fight back. Like, no, like, for me, it's about, it's always, to me, it's about ownership and having land and having representation for us. Right. Like, I, I talk specifically to black people, not that I'm against whites or anybody else. It's that I'm talking specifically because I want us to understand like, if we get to the table and we own everything, like, at the end of the day, we don't need anybody. We're self-sufficient. It's about, I know, I, I think nations call that sovereignty, but in general, we can just be self-sufficient all around the board. Like, we don't need nobody to do anything. And, and I agree with that. It's just, it, it's the education aspect of it. It's just, for the longest time, we've always taught, you know, go to college, consume debt, find a job, pay your debt, work at a job the rest of your life retire but those dynamics has changed because if you look how the world looks now you can't depend on working on working working for a company for a long time because you see countless downsizing and what covid covid has done is open is uh, open that veil to the world to us to see that the system that we're in doesn't work and for you to be financially secure you have to come up with a solution, a plan, yeah. and work independently. You know, you can collaborate with people, but you have to, you know, financially work independent. Right. Yeah, and I think um, to even add to that is we looked at, uh, if you look at some progress for black folks in general, like when slavery ended, it was new technology from the North that said, yo, that's not are no longer the way of life. We don't need right. black labor in right. general to, you know what I mean, to really run our businesses. We had the cotton and things of that nature. But um, technology, I think so. So technology, also, let me give you an example of what I mean, because it might be easier to, you know, conceptualize. Um, a older white man who had made, who made 
went to school or whatever he did came right. to me to fix his phone, right? Right. Now, he knows a lot about a lot of stuff. He doesn't know anything about that phone. He's right. trusting on me. So when I say, right. like, own the education, own the skill, own, you know, Booker T. Washington talked about that, like, have skills and in place, like, where people have to rely on you, like, to get, get things done. And I say technology changed because back in the day, what he may have went to school for and what gave him privilege for may right. no longer exist now. Right. As far as, like, the, you break your phone, you want your phone fixed, you got to come to me. Right. Or somebody near me, and I, and I can do the better job at a lower rate, you come to me. Right. It's simple, it's simple economics. So I think technology changes a lot. And, and I think we got to, like I said, areas of expertise. Everybody have to delve down on what they do. And then, you know, we can, we can get a lot done if we all be committed. This is a long journey. They they, they set 20-year plans for us. So we got to learn that, yep. like, yo, we got to set 20-year plans for our success. It's not going to be a year. I totally agree with that, 100%. Like, she don't understand everything. Right <laughs> hey, now. what's going like, on? She going she gonna to get it. <laughs> That's right. And, I, and like I said, I agree with you 100%. But like what you were talking about, like when slavery ended, but at the same time, what happened too is that, you know, you had a lot of great black inventors and, you know, they were still denied patents. And so yeah, a lot of wealth was taken from them. But again, we can't go yeah. back to that time. We can only do what we can. And like, I feel you on that. It's like, for example, uh, I forgot the gentleman, um, the inventor, who had uh, invented the key uh, component to the cell phone, and he had pad right. in it. Yeah. And they get a lot and of that so, stuff from uh, even, uh, I think it's, what is it, God, not Ghana, I'm sure it's in the middle. Uh, Patrice, Patrice Lamoon was actually from this country, and I forget, I can't think of it right now. Um, but yeah, I, I forget something the cell phones that we all need, and they, they, they stripped their, like, like they broke Africa up and they divided all the resources and things. So when we talk about resources now, we understand that like right. that's such an important part. They like, Europeans yep. agreed not to fight over Africa at all. They literally said we're going to um the guy that is King Leopold. He said we're going to divide. They, he called it the magnificent cake, <laughs> right. where they divided all the resources and split everything up. Like you understand, it was a, it was a plan for us to be in this position. I know a lot of times like. People don't understand how, like, this is serious, man. Like, it's work that needs to be done. And I appreciate yeah. what you do, man. I know it was, you know, wow, to get things done. But, like, yo, you call me, they're like, yo, let's get on. Let's do it today. Not tomorrow, not later. <laughs> so you ready now? I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Dude, I, I wanted know, to man. do this like, a long time ago. I wanted to do this a long time, man, but I just haven't had the opportunity. And so when I finally found you on Instagram, I'm like, yeah, right, I got let me let me hit him a, a DM and let him know, you know, yeah. I definitely gotta got uh, gotta conversate with you. And when I saw that post, um, it didn't didn't tag right. you in it. I'm like, yo, I gotta reach out to him. And so that's why, you know, I yeah. I found you and I tagged you in that because you see a lot of those posts of you circulated and you you haven't been tagged on it like people know your story from black yeah. enterprise and atlantic black star but like random people post it and don't don't give you the hit don't give you the heads up and say oh yeah yeah this is the cat yeah this is the dude right here and so i wanted to you know finally talk to you and let people see you and like yeah. hear you you know what i mean so, so so check this out right listen this is real life time. Like somebody just walked into my shop, a couple uh, people that probably want something, but I'm on a live with you. So I got to 
like Maya, you got, well, I got to let her. She, my daughter has to go see what's going on. Like, you know That's what I mean? right. So give me a second, though. No, nah, do your thing, man. Nah, nah, I just was trying to tell her that she gotta like, you know, like that's her see what's going on. But nah, but that's you, the, gotta, you gotta put them out there. <laughs> no, nah, man, you that's how you put her into that boss mode. You like take ownership, you know what I mean? You know, dad is doing right. something on the side. I want you to do your thing. I wanna see you how you work. You know, I I I, I put you in that position so you can th uh thrive. Okay. All right, give me a second. But yeah, man, it's yeah, a beautiful. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. But you know, I'm gonna let you go because I know customers come first. You got to take care of business. Um, what did what do you want to say to the people? Like, where can they find you? Yeah. Um. You can go to my Instagram. You can go to Rico. Um. Obviously, you can say now. Uh, underscore zero zero you can follow me and then from there we'll have some other things launched like nights uplifted which will be for kids and uh entrepreneurial programs but i also drop financial fridays where i you know teach on there so um what i'm gonna do is though like honestly i just if you can see excuse me my like my shop is i'm in the back of it it's not even that big but i just got it june first so like i do appointments at this moment but i'm gonna open my shop up to the community in general and show how you operate a successful business within my city. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm going to show them the whole way. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to show you the ups and downs, the good, the bad. But, like, there's a lot of programs that show you stuff, but it'd be, like, fake. So, like, if you're interested in learning about financial literacy yourself or if you're interested in um, learning for your kids or how to scale a business or, of course, work, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up, so I think it'll be dope if you follow me, you know what I mean? Especially for your kids, we, we got to get it done. All right, definitely, man. If we want, behind the scenes, we can kind of partner up where we can try to probably do like a a live stream where yeah, it's out there for the people to, you know, get the resources they need, like especially when they come to your shop, shop but as well as on a broader spectrum because I think what you're doing is – I think kids definitely need it as well as parents need it too, man. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Man. Oh, oh, yeah, the Congo is what it's called. Patricia Lou Congo. Congo. I just hit my brain. But, yeah, man, right. thanks for having me, man. We'll definitely do some work behind the scenes and, you know, make sure we keep pushing the envelope for the next generation. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, Maya. Nice meeting you. I know you're <laughs> not paying attention, but it was nice meeting you. All right, see All right, brother. All right. So for you, yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I hum behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all